Just like most episodes, this one contains strong language. Who are Kenyatta and Jack? We're just friends who are Gen Xers, former Air Force brats, parents, taxpayers, and citizens of the Earth. And we're here to save it one podcast at a time. friends oh my gosh you caught us in the middle of the best joke but we can't tell it to you because it's really not safe for work sorry sorry yes in case you're confused uh don't please you're in the right place this is the all new episode of king and jack save the world sometimes you have to do it laughing because if you don't you'll run out of the room screaming hmm. that is true <laughs> As it were, as always, I'm Kenyatta, and with me is my bestest co-host and partner in crime, Jack. How are you, Jack? I'm doing fantastic, Kenyatta. I'm doing fantastic, and I appreciate that I'm your best, bestest co-host and partner in crime. Bestest co-host. Yay. Yes. <laughs> I'm your only co-host, but... I'm still going to take that as a net gain. Exactly. And that's how I feel when my dad tells me I'm his favorite daughter. Right. Considering <laughs> I'm the only daughter. <laughs> In my office at one time, I was the only man who worked with nine females, which didn't bother me because I was the most handsome man in the office. Very I was good. The, I was the tallest man in the office. Hmm? I was the strongest, mm -hmm. the best looking, mm -hmm. the most fit. Mm -hmm. And then they went and hired another guy and completely shattered all of those positive things. How dare they? I know. The audacity. <laughs> I know. The audacity. They ruined it for me. They did, but such is life. If you never expect anything, you can never be disappointed. How about that? That's oh, true. That's, that's true. But that's so pessimistic. Yeah. You know, yeah. as I always used to tell my parents when I was in school was... If you just expect me to get D's, season above's our pleasant surprise. Correct. Absolutely. If you know what to expect, you can never be angry. Just pleasantly surprised if it goes better than you thought. Yeah, That's it. Exactly. What's so wrong? What's so wrong with that? What's so wrong with that? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. But we I'm, jest. We joke. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We have to, because I think today's episode is going to involve a few rants. I'm feeling a bit, a wee bit ranty about things. Indeed. There's just, <clears throat> of course, there's always something going on. Because the, yeah. the, news, the news cycle is 24-7, but I think it's just one of those, one of those relieve the pressure episodes, I guess you could say. Like on, a, on old school gas boilers. Like in The Shining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so because it's going to be a bit ranty, and sort of what we're going to be ranting about would be our normal WTF segments, we're going to skip the WTF segment and just get straight into the things that are irritating the crap out of us. However, we are going to start with friend of the WTF segment, 
and highlighted last in last week's episode, which is entitled Disco Lasted Longer Than the Confederacy, and that is the brilliant representative from the state of Georgia, Marjorie Taylor Greene. There are a couple things on the MTG front mm. going on. There's her trial, and then there are the tweets that came out that ties in with the wonderful former chief of staff, Mark Meadows. And, yeah, Marjorie Taylor Greene is, well, you know, a bag of old socks is more useful than Marjorie Taylor Greene. Because you can dust with a bag of old socks. You could use it to stain wood, make sock puppets, put a bar of soap in it, and hit people in the stomach with it. We, I just on that one. <laughs> but we in King and at Jack Save the World do not condone violence. We do not. Please continue, Jack. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, apparently, Marjorie Taylor Greene is unaware that once it goes on the internet, it's forever. So when you tweet something about wanting to have the Speaker of the House executed... And then when you get asked about it under oath, then you say, I don't remember. I don't think I ever I never said that. And then they, <laughs> did you see this? They're like, she says that. And then the, the, the attorney's like, if you will, please turn to uh, exhibit number five. And then she's like, oh, are you talking about when I tweeted this? Is that what you mean? Mm. Yeah, you dumb bitch. That's what, that's what we meant. Oh, well, I was saying this. And then they read it back and they're like, it sounds like you said a little more. But that's not what you meant. Well, no. Other people tweeted for, tweet things for me all the time. Sure. Sure. Right. Sure, sure they are, Marjorie. Sure they are. So I was just like, do you honestly think that these attorneys are that dumb? And then it's loaded with, I don't remember. I don't recall. I don't remember. Well, you are aware that it has this stuff on there. But the reason she's saying, I don't recall, is because the only thing she knows is by saying she doesn't recall, she can't get charged with perjury. Correct. Correct. Of course, my personal opinion is they should charge her with perjury anyway and make it go to trial. Even if they lose the perjury trial, <laughs> just to screw up her life. At just to watch point. her, yeah. Just to watch her, watch just to watch her sit there and squirm her way through it. Ugh. Yeah, I don't think twenty twenty two is going to be her year. We can only, well, we can only hope that sometime in the next week or so she gets barred from running for public office for the rest of her life. Yeah, that'll that'll be the beginning of the the long dark night for her. And um, in this particular case, although I do wish as much love out into the universe as possible. Next subject. Okay, so. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> so I just want to read this little ditty in one of uh, Ms. Green's texts to Meadows. This is on January 17th. Quote, in our private chat with only members, several are saying the only way to save our republic, capital R, is for Trump to call for capital M, martial law. Martial is spelled M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L -L in this case. Yeah. I am a grammar Nazi for what it's worth. I can't, I can't, I almost stopped reading this article 
just for that that misspelling alone. Just I know she's dumb. I know she is. I know she's a bottom feeder. I get it. But damn it, woman, really? You can't spell martial law? I know that yeah. seems like a small thing in, in, in light of everything else she's done, but the, I was, ugh. The, I was to me, the thing I <laughs> can sort of noticed is her defense on why she should not be barred is literally every reason why Joe Biden won the election and they know it. <laughs> but that's her defense. Well, it's the will of the people. Yeah, well, guess what, fucker? The will of the people was that Joe Biden be elected president. But that didn't work for you. Correct. You know what? You're from the same state that some of that voter fraud took place with Donald Trump. What if there was voter fraud for MTG and you're practically all white county? What if your reign of terror is a fallacy? Did you ever think of that, Marjorie? Did you? Yeah, you're from that same state. Who's to say that they didn't, you know, cheat with you? See, and no, and I... I I don't find it surprising, but I just find it curiously hilarious how no one has has ever spoken out loud about the inverse. If it's right. supposedly true that Biden and his people stole the election, then every ballot on every one of those states where you claim fraud should be wrong that way, too. Yep. Which is, uh, I just. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> and funnily enough, talking of voter fraud. It is conclusive at this point that former chief of staff, Mark Meadows, he voted illegally in the 2020 election because mm -hmm. he claimed that he lived in his double wide in North Carolina. And everybody knows that he was living in Virginia at the time mm -hmm. and that he had not been to North Carolina in the six months that you have to have been to have voted in that state. And maybe that's why the state kicked him off the voter rolls and is now investigating him for voter fraud. Could be. And Could every be. other case where people have been caught and prosecuted from the 2020 election, every single one of them was a Republican. <sighs> now the number's less than 10. But still. But every single one of them voted for Trump. Every single one of them. Wow. I think you're confused. That is me. No, that was a site. Pardon me, guys. I just pulled up a site that made a uh intrusive noise by way of a song i don't i don't even know what that was supposed to be anyway my apologies <laughs> <laughs> so yeah mark the great mark meadows and this is where it ties into he ties into marjorie green because he released to what 2700 text messages to the january 6th committee and cnn was able to at uh, obtain them i'm not sure how they obtained them if it was leaked if they foia it i don't know Mm -hmm. But they got them. Mm -hmm. And if there's anything that those text messages, his tweets, his text messages, sorry, has proven, it's that on January 6th, every single Republican knew that they were Trump supporters. They knew that they were MAGA people. They knew that it was bad. They knew that it was an insurrection. They were scared shitless. Marjorie Taylor Greene was scared shitless. Mm -hmm. Her text messages show it. And then somewhere around four or five o'clock that night, somebody said, we need to reposition this so that it's BLM and Antifa. But every single one of them, because if their narrative on the 7th of it was BLM, well, then why were they saying in all of those text messages, somebody tell Trump to make them stop? Because you know what? If it was Antifa or BLM, Trump telling them to stop would probably just make them go a little harder. 
Because Green said, tell him to stop. Mick Mulvaney, uh, Trump's former acting White House chief of staff, said, tell him to stop. Yeah, she said, tell him to stop. Sean Hannity. Uh, Representative Representative William Timmons. Tell him to stop it. Tell him to stop it. And this one I particularly, (laughs) I particularly like. Junior, as in Trump, Junior weighs in and says, this is one you go to the mattresses on. First of all, no one told you to watch the Godfather trilogy and Goodfellas that many times. Right. Come on, man. You don't know any, you don't know anything about going to the mattresses. Stop it. Stop it. You nonsense. You nonsense. This is how I know these people live in a fantasy world. Right. But that sort of makes you wonder if, this much information is in those 2,700 text messages. What's in the 1,000 that he refuses to give over to the committee? And that's what blows my mind for them to have this many text messages already. And they know he hasn't turned over everything. What in heaven's name? Yeah. I I have a theory that part of the reason why I, I'm not going to say that every Republican member of Congress was involved on it because I don't think that's the case. It was probably a small number of less than 2%. Mm -hmm. And maybe three or four senators. And then there's the 20 senators that were duped. And then the ones that just did it to follow the party line Mm -hmm. and, you know, probably 10 or 15 reps. But I think the reason so many in the house were opposed to this committee is because they knew that there was a solid chance that these were, it was going to come out that these Republicans were in on it beforehand. They were part of it. And they realized that, holy crap, if all this evidence comes out, we could be charged with treason. Not just sedition, but treason. You know what they used to do to treasonists, don't you? <laughs> well, I know that because Marjorie Taylor Greene recently said that in a tweet that she was called on, on the stand about. <laughs> So clearly oh, they know goodness. and she knows, but it's just Ooh. like that. That's why they they didn't want that because they were protecting these 20 people that are members of Congress. Because if your party has people in 2022 that get convicted of sedition or treason and all of that shit, your party is pretty hosed. Yep. Yep. Because every campaign ad, this is the party of treason. This is the party of treason. And you could have so many sound bites from even those that weren't involved, but supporting those that were. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I said, Mo Brooks. Oh, no, this was a, uh, this just looked like just tourists walking through the, the deal. But he was scared shitless because there's, I think, I think he's part of those text messages where he's scared shitless. And that dude wore a bulletproof vest to the speech he gave beforehand. You don't wear a bulletproof vest if you don't think something could happen. Pretty much. I've never really heard of it as actually being a true fashion statement. No matter how many times you've seen people try to trend it. No, no. So, yeah, I mean, I guess this is where I know the gears of so-called justice and especially governmental justice grind slow. But this is a part of the process that frustrates the heck out of me is that every other day you turn around they're getting mountains and mountains and more mountains of evidence about all these people who are involved in the whole timeline and what was said and who did what and still it feels like it's doing 
nothing. That's how I feel. Like, yeah. can we can we put some steam on it? Like, you convened this committee, was it last summer, last spring? It was slow going, but apparently it was in record time, according to them. You got, yeah. this, you got this committee together. You said, we're going to investigate the shit out of this. And here we are still like, well, what's happening? There's a bunch of paper getting pushed around. It feels like. It like, feels like it, but if you have, I mean, if you think about it, there are thousands of people involved. Yes. Probably tens of thousands of text messages. And it's not like they have, I guarantee you they don't have a staff of a thousand people coming through this shit. Oh, no. No, I get that there's a lot to go through and that I that they want to make this as airtight and waterproof as possible. I get that. It's just even knowing that just looking from the outside in is like your average citizen. It's just like, can we just deposit them somewhere and go on to the next thing? Can we be on the other side of this already? Honestly, Yeah. Yeah. If I'm running against Mo Brooks, this is my commercial. It's Mo Brooks. You would just think that these were just tourists walking through <laughs> the, the Capitol Rotunda. They were following lines, and they were being very friendly. And then the next thing would be the people beating the shit out of cops with Blue Lives Matters flagpoles and flags. And then it would be him again going, it was just a normal tourist walk. And then people beating the crap out of people, you know, inside. It was just a normal tourist visit. And then that the uh, QAnon shaman dude standing at the podium with his shirt off. And I would just repeat that every time. And then I would show stuff from that day. And then I would be like, that was a tourist visit to you? This Indeed. man can't be trusted in office. And every single person that has said some sort of comment <sighs> like that, if I was running against them, that would be my ad. And I would start airing that crap now. I would put it on every damn station. I would buy so much freaking ad time on fox news <laughs> and all you you wouldn't even say anything you're like you'd be your picture in the corner and say this ad has been approved by <laughs> yeah you would have to say a word just the clips the audio over and over and over again it's just you sitting in the corner like hmm mm-hmm. yeah and if i was yeah. running against marjorie taylor green this would probably be banned but my commercial would like show the crap that she said and then her on the stand and everything. And then I would be like, this dumb beep thinks that you are a dumbass. Even better. You know how you see like when they, they really get, when you get to like almost the end of the election cycle and you're right on election day, like the week before the two weeks before, and they bring out the big guns. Yeah. So they have they start the ad in bright color and then it fades to this dried out black and white and it just freezes and their mouth is hanging open like and then they show like a big quote that makes them look like an idiot completely taken out of context. In her case, it wouldn't be out of context, but yeah, just like that. Yeah. With me, <laughs> you don't have to like, say a word. <laughs> it'd show me talking and it'd like you know be like that all sweet and everything. I don't know, maybe in front of like a Christmas tree or some something, and then I would go, Marjorie Taylor Greene thinks that you are a, and then it would just go beep, but you'd still see my mouth moving, and then the beep would stop and it would go idiot. But the truth of the matter is, beep, like it would she's to- the idiot, <laughs> and then it would. This message was approved by me. <laughs> you have like the pixelated blur over your mouth so nobody can read lips. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfect. 
That would be perfect. I mean, in this case, that's all you need is just use their own words against them at this point. Like this is, these text messages are embedded in history. This is documented. This isn't going away. This is here now. It's on paper. Like, yeah, clowns, clowns. Yeah. And unfortunately, because of, you know, the time with Trump, they, the Republicans learned that, you know what? People that are Republicans, you can gaslight the shit out of them and they don't even care. They do not even care. Uh-uh. It's like when Trump at two in the morning tweeted Kofefe and then literally <laughs> people were making fun of them all through the morning and everything. And then at like noon, all of a sudden it was like, well, Kefe, Kofefe is an old French word that means, oh shit, it's two in the morning and I have diarrhea. Or, you know, they just, and it's like, yeah, right. Somebody literally went and scoured every language in the world until they found something that Kofefe means. And then they're saying that Trump knew that that's what, what it meant. And he was tweeting that at two in the morning. But let's, let's just, let's just say that that any of that was, you know, true. What context was it texted in? That's, that's, see, that's what I'm saying. If you're going to tell a lie, all of the pieces that make up this lie have to fit together. Right. You have to have a somewhat um, believable. It doesn't have to be 100% because, you know, we do live on Earth. Mm -hmm. Right. So you have to have a somewhat believable line of logic leading from plot point A to plot point B, so on and so forth. So let's just say that that was a legit word. You know, let's just say it was the bastardized version of an ancient French language derived from the Latin. Let's just say that. Right. Let's just say that Trump, of all people, knows ancient languages and just says, hey, let me just text this text this word in what, in what context? In what context? For what reason? Like you said, at two in the morning. For what? Yeah. You know, they're all, this was an ancient Akkadian word. That, <laughs> the Democrats are bad. Really bad. <laughs> sure, sure it is. Sure. Okay. Right. Sure. Sure it oh. is. It's what it is. The dude woke up at two in the morning to have to go to the bathroom because when you're a 74-year-old man, you have to get up at two o'clock in the morning to go to the bathroom. That's just part of being 74 That's and a male. That's what I hear. And he was up. He was sitting on the toilet and he meant to tweet whatever it was he was going to tweet but he was half asleep because it was two in the morning and then he tweeted it and he thought he tweeted you know i don't know king kong rolls or something and then he found out that he just made up a new word in the morning or maybe maybe he just got up went to the bathroom with his phone and hand dropped the phone couldn't find it in the dark stepped on it a couple <laughs> times fumble fingered it and just sent out gibberish that <laughs> that would have been the more believable thing, you know. But of course, Donald Trump is a stable genius. Oh yeah, so every that man was playing 4D chess when the rest of the world was playing 2D chess against him. Correct. And he had all of his information about all these global elites and the elites in Hollywood and the elites and Democrats, and he was going to have them all arrested. I mean, he didn't, but he's probably still playing 4D chess, and he knew that they were going to cheat him out of the election, and he was going to have to come back in 2024. But this way, he could get four more years of dirt on these people so that when he came back, then he could arrest them 
and then they could go to trial, but he'd have even more evidence and it would be more airtight. Yeah, but of course they would find a way to cheat their way out of all of that because of the dark money flowing all through the political landscape. I mean, George Soros. That's literally one of the things that are in those text messages to Mark Meadows is Mm -hmm. that they know that George Soros was in no way, shape, or form involved with anything. They're still saying it was George Soros planning this. They literally admit it on, like, November 7th that Soros had nothing to do with anything with the election. But let's just keep that man a boogeyman. Sure. In in order, you know, throw the straw man in there in order to deflect from all of the countless other disastrous things that these people have done in the past year. Yeah, yeah. And (sighs) this brings me to my next source of my rant. Sure. And if I if I get going, if it gets too rough, just stop me. Just hit you with the spray bottle? Yeah. (laughs) So you cannot tell me that as a party that the Republican Party is the party of business and that, you know, corporations, they're people too, and they have their right to support things that they want to support. And we love business. Unless, of course, we're passing a gigantic homophobic bill and then the corporation comes out and says, you know what, we don't agree with this and we're going to stop giving Republicans campaign money. So what do they do? They go and pass a law that was literally written in like three days and then it gets passed and signed by the governor in less than a week, which is unheard of in the legislative process. That Mm. shit just doesn't happen. Mm. And to punish Disney. You know who punishes people that don't agree with your opinion politically? You know who does shit like that? Even if it it starts out business-wise, but you know who does stuff like that that punishes people that don't agree with your political ideals? Nazis. Communists. Hmm. Here they are bitching about, oh, they're communists, they're communists. This move that DeSantis and the Republicans did in Florida against Disney, guess what that is? That is a Nazi-liked move. You know, a Benito Mussolini move, a Lenin move. Can't say Stalin because he would have just killed the CEO. The CEO. He would have. He would have. He would have. He would have made him disappear. <laughs> right. Right. So you can't necessarily say Stalin. You know, maybe Brezhnev. But those are the kind of people that pull stunts like that, and to sit there and act like that because Disney thinks that you should be kind to people that are LGBTQ plus. Hey, I said it. Um, <laughs> it, and so many people are talking about how brave these Florida Republicans are. No, that's not brave. That is literally Nazi light. That's where that shit starts. And, and the sad thing about this is the only people that they screwed over, they didn't screw over Disney, but they sure screwed over the people of Florida. Because you know what? Disney, because they've taken the special status away from them, Mm -hmm. Disney was responsible for all the road maintenance inside of that area. Police, ambulance, fire. Well, guess who's responsible for that now? The taxpayers. The taxpayers of Florida. It's Mm -hmm. going to up the the taxes that these... uh, Floridians are going to have to pay. The estimate is somewhere between twenty two hundred a year and like thirty, maybe up to four grand. I think it's closer to the twenty 
2200 number. But they're still, they don't know everything yet. Mm -hmm. So you just upped the taxes of all of those people in that state because you're mad at Disney. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's the global elite Democrats that are out to get everybody. I don't see, you know, I didn't see Barack Obama doing this sort of shit to his political enemies. And if you're a politician, make no mistake, you have political enemies. It doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on, you have people that you, no matter what, fundamentally will never get along. Sometimes it's not like that. Like Justice Scalia and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, mm -hmm. complete opposite ends of the spectrum, but apparently they really liked each other outside of their political beliefs. But there are other times when you absolutely hate the other person, Tip O'Neill, Ronald Reagan, they did not like each other one bit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So every politician has political enemies, every one of them. But to punish them in this way, which when you've said, you know, well, corporations, they, they're people, they have rights in this country too, unless you don't agree with, with our policies, and then we're going to punish you. Well, you're not punishing Disney, you're punishing, you know, the taxpayers. Oh, and... The 350 first responders that Disney pays for, which no longer have a job. Here's my thing, though. And I, I agree with everything you said here, because really, this is like, it's not the only example, but it's one of the more recent flagrant examples of cutting off your nose to spite your face. Basically, this is what DeSantos has done. And I guess him and, and the collective extremist GOPs that, you know, are all ganged up over there talking about liberal snowflakes and whatever, what have you. Well, meanwhile, by, by meanwhile, acting constantly like distempered children. My thing, though, about Disney is that in the not too distant past, they were donating to anti-LGBTQ organizations. That's that's where I'm at still. So right. I'm watching this whole thing unfold with them. Like they did a complete 180 in a relatively short amount of time when you talk about all the legalities and all the things that go into how they set up uh, donating to chairs and organizations, things like this, how they did that complete flip and said, oh, maybe we ought not to do that. Let's do this instead. And now, yeah. you know, we have this wave of backlash from the latest man-child. Yeah, yeah. The latest man-child in residence. <laughs> Disney's an odd study because they were one of the first corporations in the U.S. to give health insurance to the partners of mm -hmm. LGBTQ people back around 2000, I think it was. They were one of the first to do that. But yeah, it's weird that they're one of the first to do that, but at the same time giving to other things. And who knows, maybe it's a, you apply as a charity and if you meet qualifications A, B, and C, then you get money donated to you. And maybe they don't even really go that deep into what they believe. And it really very well may be something like that, because I've, I've heard that arguments about other well-known businesses. No. Uh, and I won't say who... No. If it's the chicken chain, sandwich chain, <laughs> they knew what they were donating to. Um, that's part of their Christian values. Um, so that, that one I'm still in a gray area about. The, the Hobby Lobby people, they know mm. who they're mm -hmm. donating to as well. Oh, I have additional issues with them. 
Besides- oh, my my issues are the whole they funded ISIS. They've bought all sorts of illegal archaeology. Mm-hmm. Um, they've bought all sorts of fake archaeology, which, you know what? I'm glad that they lost all of the money on the fake crap that they bought from, you know, funding ISIS. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's, so there's, a, there's, there's a host of problematic issues with Hobby Lobby, but... Yeah. Here, the thing of it is, is that and this is not me justifying anything at all. Right. But there's so much gray area some sometimes when it comes to some of these issues. And so that's why with this whole Disney thing, it's like you guys were on this side of the fence seemingly at some point. And then to make this flip and not just a not just a performative flip, but straight up a big fat F you. To the state of Florida, yeah. like, yeah, we're going to take all of our millions of dollars and such and such and things and this, that, and the third, and you can all can go F yourselves. Well, yeah. basically, DeSantos can go F themselves because it's his fault. Yeah. His fault and his cronies. But, but the, the strange thing <sighs> is, is while they were making a big deal about Disney saying the don't say gay bill is shitty and it sucks. The Republicans actually didn't write this bill until Disney came out and said, we're no longer going to give money to Republican candidates in the state of Florida. And then (laughs) they wrote this bill. Hmm. I don't know why I felt like it was the other way around. Maybe my, maybe I'm a little twisted on that one. But I could, I could have sworn that Disney said, no, we're not giving up no more money to anybody. If you pass this bill and then so on and so forth. So I don't know. But the story's so Either, strange. Yeah. The story's so strange and twisted anyway. Either way, you cannot say you're pro business and then when that any business says they don't agree with you or whatever, now all of a sudden you are punishing that business when your mm-hmm. whole thing is you can't punish businesses for whatever. You know, whatever the reason is. And that's that's my main problem is purposely going after your political enemies to punish them in in a way like this when in fact you're really only hurting your taxpayers you're not hurting disney it that's that's the problem and to me that's the disturbing sign because the republican party all throughout the u.s since 2020 has been steering heavily 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 fascist authoritarian dictatory let's change laws so certain groups of people can't vote (laughs) you know sounds familiar Right. And this is just one more of the lines that the Republican Party has just been stepping over. They haven't even been stepping over them. It's uh, what what's that game that kids play that has like the squares and then, you you know, one leg and then the two at the side and then, you know, the hopping thing that kids always used to do. Hopscotch. Yeah, thank you. Or leapfrogging. No, hopscotch. They're (laughs) like hopscotching through all of this shit that, you know. Lines that never used to be crossed. They're like, fuck you, we're hopscotching over this crap. And that's the part that... It's not even just hopscotching. They're they're hopscotching while holding an ice cream cone in both hands and whistling. Like, (laughs) like, really? Like, they know they're getting away with some stuff and they know they're getting away with it. Yeah. And they 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 don't care about the collateral. He's He's bringing harm to the very people who may end up deciding whether or not he stays in office after his this next term. He's an yeah. idiot. Yeah. Like yeah. he's like he's racking up a portfolio of the dumbest political moves. 
But the problem is, the MAGA people years. love all this shit. MAGA people love all of this shit. Mm. And while we're staying on Florida, mm, I don't want to. Did you see when they <laughs> redistrict? Apparently, don't quote me on this part. I know it's a minimum of two. It may be three of the districts from redistricting that have gone away. You're never ever, Kenyatta. You are. You're never going to be able to guess what color the representatives from those districts are. Pink and polka dotted green? Holy shit. How did you figure that out? Because I'm good at this shit, man. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Nah. I wish they were pink and green with polka <laughs> Nope. I mean, nope. Nope. Honestly, I it goes without saying what ethnic group they belong to. It really does. I just... Yeah. Like, I don't... And of course, the response is, well, they, that district votes Democrat. And when you're the party that's in charge of redistricting, you get to do kind of what you want. Like, that's, that, that's blatant bullshit. Like, you believe in, you don't believe in fair and balanced elections. You don't believe in the democratic process nope. as it was outlined all those years ago. You're full of crap. You are cheating. When, yeah. you say, when you say the quiet part out loud, you are cheating. You're admitting to it and you don't care because so many people have given you a pass for bullshitting before. And you keep going, you keep going, you keep going as long as the moral majority allows you to keep redrawing the line. That's what's happening. Not just yeah. there in Florida, but like you said, across the country with these extremist conservatives they'll keep pushing the lie yeah. as long as someone lets them erase it and redraw it and erase it and redraw it and, and they're not even saying the quiet part it's not out loud they're yelling it through a fucking bullhorn oh sure sure they're not just saying it out loud that was in you know february of 2020 at this point they're through a bullhorn and it's not even like act it's like a giant, you know, in movies, whenever the police are giving like information and they're driving through neighborhoods and they have like a five foot bullhorn on top <laughs> of the cop car and they're giving out the information. That's them. <laughs> stay, stay in your homes. I repeat, stay in your homes. <laughs> yeah, but we've opened back up as long as you're white. <laughs> well, we need people to work in restaurants. You can leave your home oh so you God. can serve white people. I'm gone. <laughs> I'm gone. <sighs> Thanks for listening, you guys. Episode's done. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Right? <sighs> but still, I just, I, I don't, I, I have the feeling that we're just repeating a cycle of the supreme discontent of people that feel power slipping through their fingers. I think it comes and goes. Mm-hmm. And every time it comes back up again it's just ramped up just a little bit more than the last time and this will go on for a little bit and it'll it'll die down so and then it'll come back around and ramp up but it'll be like seven percent more intense than what we're looking at now it'll just yeah. keep going because there's there's always going to be somebody who has been a part of the majority in this country since practically the beginning mm-hmm. who still don't understand that everyone having an equal playing field does not mean someone has to lose. That's they don't get that and they refuse to get it. And so yeah. they'll they'll keep playing these kinds of games, like these passing these bills, like um banning math books, 
because they contain CRT teaching yeah, methods. That that's part of my uh, come on continuation with Florida. There you go. <laughs> uh, but There's... to finish what you were your thought though, I do take hope in Gen Z. Yeah, Gen Z seems to be a a generation <laughs> that Maybe, seems yes. to be based on what I have seen. They're the most inclusive sort of, you know, like that TV idealized version of like a group of friends. And there's like one of every race. Gen Z really seems to be that way. Hmm. Sure, sure. Sounds like the shows on that channel Freeform. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they seem to be more inclusive. LGBTQ. Very accepting of that across race spectrums, not just, you know, white or black, all of mm -hmm, them. Mm -hmm, Gen mm -hmm. Z seems to be a lot more get along, inclusive, hanging out. And that's my hope that maybe this shit ends with them. I I want to believe that with with that particular generation or at least that particular mindset that they seem to have collectively, I would like to think that at some point we'll reach a, a newer and broader level of understanding mm -hmm. but it's never going to stop it's going to be no. there to some degree or another whether well, or not it whether yeah. or not it means you know all these rampant bigots go back under the rocks and in the caves from whence they came maybe mm. maybe not maybe they'll just go hide in the shadows they won't they yeah won't, you know they'll just pop out well just take the temperature and, and go back in yeah, as we talked about previously, I don't remember if it was on an episode or just us talking, there's always going to be parents that pass that on to their children. Mm -hmm. And there's always, but at the same time, there's going to be kids that are going to not embrace that and they're going to go the opposite of their parents because mm -hmm. they're going to realize that that's bullshit. I would just say that like maybe with Gen Z, the people that are more inclusive is probably more like 80%. Whereas boomers, it's the other way, <laughs> apparently. Mm -hmm. And there are times where I'm like, well, we don't seem like we're really that bad. And then it's like, oh, no, no. These are all bunch of bag of voters on my friends list that I went to high school with. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then you stop and you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. And wait millennials, <laughs> millennials are also less so, I think, than Gen X and boomers. I don't think they are inclusive as... Gen Z is, but anyway. Mm. But I back guess. on Florida, has anyone noticed that all of these punks that are banning textbooks and books from libraries and if a library has this, parents can sue the librarian and all of that are the very same people that last year were pissed off that they were canceling Dr. Seuss. Right? Maybe. Maybe they are one of the same. But I have to stress it again. When that whole quote-unquote Dr. Seuss controversy came out, they were talking about a total of six books. Yeah. Six, six that books. Weren't, that weren't even widely published. And the they family were, of Dr. Yeah. Seuss wanted them to take them out of circulation. Correct. Correct. So, again, we're, again, we're having an instance where they're plucking puzzle pieces out completely out of context. And then, you know, put some spice on it and ramp it up and, and fry it and turn around the scale a little bit and say, this, this is the dish. This is what we want to serve you. And they, and they eat it up. Their base eats it up. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. It. No, you're exactly right. It's, 
It's just like, oh my god, you either are not for banning books, or you are not just when it's something that your side can complain about. And the thing of it is, if they had, if they, if if they had actually had any idea of the content, the actual contents of those particular half dozen books, no, they weren't that particularly uh, friendly. No. But, that's who he was when he first started out as a cartoonist. Yeah. That was that was the name of the game in the time that he lived in. And then slowly, at some particular point, his mindset evolved and he stopped doing things like that. Yeah. And <clears throat> while we're on that subject, if reading books that have LGBTQ characters in it are going to turn your kids LGBTQ, why aren't math books in school turning every kid into a mathematician at like the phd level or better yet or english majors <laughs> you you would really think i would like to see that english major thing happen because i'm a grammar nazi right i need it i need the grammar out there to be better folks That's i mean is it time. only is it only books that have lgbtq <laughs> characters that are capable of turning people lgbtq you know what i mean that that is that whole, I don't even want to call it a lie because that's too gentle of a word. That bit of stupidity has carried on far too long about people turning, quote unquote, turning gay. Right. Yeah, me no, I, I know. Yeah. I mean, I know what you're saying, but I just. That's the term that's, you know, being thrown out there mm. by those banning the books. I read all seven Harry Potter's books and I was not, no matter how many times I picked up a stick. I was wizard. not able to make magic occur. Correct. Correct. I you understand. Know? I understand. It it did not happen. I have read, I don't know, a good 30 or 40 Star Wars books. And for the life of me, I can still not use the Force. It does not <laughs> happen. Other than when I go to sliding doors with my children at stores, that's the only time open. the Force has ever worked for me. I thought you were going to say that the doors don't open. Oh, my gosh. No, no, no. They open. That's it. I, mm. I have yet to become a Jedi, which is good because I'd only be a Jedi for about a month, and then I would totally go Sith. A month? It would take you that long? <laughs> I, I would go in about three days because that's well, just... <laughs> there would be a good three weeks where I was sort of in the in between. And then I'd just be driving and someone would piss me off and I'd just use the force to throw their car out of the way. But that's all story for a different day. Because <laughs> I think my I think my downfall would that scene at the end of um oh gosh, I can't even think of the in in the storyline, the third movie. Um, Revenge of the Sith. Correct. When Obi-Wan is like, Anakin, no, and the lava is there and they're fighting, and he keeps telling him, Don't do it. And Anakin keeps doing it. Yeah, that would be a mild story compared to how I would I would fall out. <laughs> That's just mild compared to me. Yeah. I'm here to tell you right now, I predict it. But yeah, but you know, my point is reading books, especially even if it's not just a fictionalized book, but an autobiography of somebody or a biography of somebody that's LGBTQ, your child reading that. They're not going to go from, you know, they start reading the book on Monday and then they finish the book on Friday and they were straight on Monday and on Friday now they're gay or whatever. That's not going to happen. I got happens. news for you. If after your kid reads the book and they're suddenly LGBTQ, they probably were before they read the book. 
And they need some clarity and they got it. <laughs> yeah. So and it, it's all of this stuff and it's. But, oh. but let me take it back to a very basic level. This is, this is my thing. I need to know why. And then once I know why, I need to know why anybody thinks it makes sense. Why on earth do you think math? Math. It's numbers. Everything is a version of addition and subtraction at its base. That's all math is. Show me where in any math theory you can pull out critical race theory. Show it to me. Show it to me. Is it statistics? Is it probability? Is it uh, exponentials? No, Show me what part of any of math. See, it's, I don't know if you remember back when we were in elementary school and they would have the, the word problem, math problems. Mm. Remember how they would always say something like, mm -hmm. the Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan only had four members in the city of Whitesville. But he went over to Sheetsville and he was able to find another 12 people willing to join him. How many clansmen does the Grand Dragon now have? Don't you recall that? First of all, I'd like to answer that problem. <laughs> None. Because, <laughs> because the hoods were made badly and no one could see, so they all went home. But in that, okay, in that context, maybe. But here's the thing. To find critical race theory, which again, is just the study of how systemic racism is threaded into most of the laws that govern our great nation. That's what it is. To find that in a freaking math word problem, you have to have one, no time on your hands, B, no life, and third, about a backhoe to dig that deep and a yoga master to stretch that far to find anything about critical race theory in a freaking word math problem. That's it. That's it. Yeah, How far do you have to go to dig? Like who sat there and went through these textbooks and said, okay, this word problem right here, one of these people is named Jamal. Get that out of there. What, where did you get it from? What was your basis? What were your guidelines? That's what that, I need to know. That's pretty racist if you can can yet to assume that a man named Jamal is black. Okay, Brad. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But in all seriousness, like, who were the clowns that volunteered or were voluntold, most likely, to sit down and review all these textbooks? Yeah. And say... This one right here about the two trains, one coming from Topeka and the other one from L.A., get it out of there. Where did you see it at? Where did you see the problem? It, it's completely a continuation of what we were talking about in last week's episode mm. when we were talking about how after the Civil War, they spent so much time and effort to be mm -hmm. shitty and to come up with all of this shit to keep black people down when it would have just the easier path would have been to just treat everybody the same that was the easy path how much effort time money are they putting in to this just to do that when the easiest path would be to just leave the goddamn books alone 
the only thing I, I can keep, and I came to this conclusion last week, and now that you say it, and I'm coming to it now again as we speak, and I, I might have mentioned it earlier, that in, for some people, the process by, by, by which we ideally want to give everyone a level and equal playing field means that someone loses. These people believe it, whether yeah. it means power, whether it means money, whether it means prestige, whatever it is. They can't. They don't want to give it up, and they think that by giving everyone a fair shot, that someone's going to lose, and they think that loser's going to be them. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, these. It's just, uh. Anyway, anyway, mm-hmm. we'll just go on with one last thing because this totally. Once again, just like last week, we probably would have had the same WTF moment, <laughs> and that's our boy Madison Cawthorn getting arrested at the airport with a loaded gun. I'm so sick of it. <laughs> oh, I'm so sick of it. Really? You're in Congress and you don't know that you can't take a loaded gun through airport security? It wasn't that he didn't know. He just thought he wouldn't be held responsible for it. Yeah. Somebody in Congress needs to pass a law that if you're in Congress, either house, doesn't matter. If you get stopped going through airport security with a loaded gun, you have 24 hours to resign. It doesn't matter. It won't happen. I know. It won't I happen. Because he'll but, he'll get up there with that carefully groomed hair and that little smirky smile. And let me just say this, for the record, and this means nothing outside of this one statement, he is a rather just above average looking young man. He's not bad. However, he's dead in the eyes. <laughs> But the thing of it is, I think that I think we said this maybe some episodes ago that politics is a popularity party. That's it. And in his case, he's not a bad looking dude. So that goes over well. Mm -hmm. He has he has what everyone thought was a sympathetic story until we all found out he was a liar. Lies about lying things. But right. still, he's going to get a pass, and he's going to talk his way out of this thing too, as he's he's talked his way out of and around and underneath every other load of BS that he's trundled out since he ran for office. Yep. So disturbing as it may be, it is. But yeah, yeah, um, and yeah. <laughs> um, Time wise, we've reached pretty much the end of the show. Um, but I do want to end on this, and I'm sure that you also have a few thoughts. Part of the reason people like Marjorie Taylor Greene can get away with lying on the stand is that district attorneys do not charge them with perjury because the the reasoning is always that perjury is too hard to prove. But you know what? If more people had to just go through the hassle of going to court from being charged with perjury, maybe some of these politicians people of power or authority when they go through that maybe that would be something that would first of all you're supposed to be honest but maybe that would just in the back of their head you know what if i do this i might get charged with perjury and it's the exact same thing with preachers this is rampant in the independent fundamental baptist church uh church where preachers youth ministers music directors are csa children Mm. and 
what happens is the preachers find out about it and rather than do what they are legally required to do because as a preacher you are an automatic reporter of that type of stuff by law mm -hmm. you are required to do it but they do not do it they take care of it in-house because it looks bad for the church it looks bad for you know all of that so they don't mm -hmm. do it but what they do is they'll call other churches and be like, hey, you need a new youth minister? We have a guy that's open, that's available. He needs to move. And so then they just get the guy a job as a youth minister at another church. Mm -hmm. And you know what happens when they move to the new church? Let me guess. They do the exact same thing. My God, how did you figure that out? I'm telling you, I was born for this, Jack. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe if DAs, in cities where this happened after everything breaks maybe if these preachers that don't mandatory report like they're supposed to and get them other jobs if they were charged for violating being a mandatory reporter maybe some of these pastors would think you know what maybe i should report this because you know what's worse for the the church movement is 15 years after it gets out when ex-pastor helped relocate three different child predators Versus maybe the first time you mandatory report and you have a little more thorough of a screening job. <laughs> you know, that would that's the one that does more damage. To us. Right. That's well, the even thing. to the, yeah. To, to us, in our viewpoint, we know which one. We know what needs to be done from the outside looking in. It's not a hard one. Right. For them, for them though, I suppose the consequences of, stepping up and doing the right thing are far worse yeah. at that moment. They can't, I don't, I don't think they even fathom what might happen down the road. Yep. They're just thinking about that moment and they, they're pretty, they're pretty convinced that if I step up and turn so-and-so in for doing this to so-and-so, if I do the right thing, they're going to shun me. They're going to kick me out. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. They're only thinking about the consequences to themselves. And not whether or not by staying quiet right. about it and allowing that predator to move on, they're not thinking about the consequences of what that person's future actions might have on another victim down the road. There's no concern about that. Yep, yep, you're right. And so to me, that's like a fundamentally selfish oh, yeah. mode of behavior when, when people do that. Oh, yeah. I, I don't want to be punished because I know I will be. So I'm just going to. Shrug, I'm just going to shrug and say, I don't recall when anybody asks me, well, what did he do? Well, what happened? Oh, we'll handle it. It's okay. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Okay. And while we're on that subject, don't tell me that and get all mad and say that, oh, they, they just voted in somebody who's all for pedophilia under the Supreme Court when your congressional BFF's husband is a registered sex offender because he showed his dong to a 17 or a 15 year old girl at a bowling alley. Weird. Just, ugh. And your other BFF is charged with sex trafficking for flying minors over state lines to, you know, Epstein them. But yet somehow those offenses do not add up. Right, but it's, you know, she only a gave hunt. a guy Yeah. She only it's gave a, a guy hunt. a five year sentence instead of six. Again, taking that particular sentencing completely out of context, as she explained um teen times, and of course it didn't matter. The facts don't matter here. 
That should be the Republican Party's new slogan. The facts don't matter here. <laughs> yeah, and they need to change their symbol from an elephant to a old-fashioned streetlight that, say, was lit by gas. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, the facts don't matter there. It doesn't, like I said, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's almost, it to, sometimes to me, like they, they're collectively threatened by anybody that comes off as smarter or more skilled or more accomplished. Like collectively, mm-hmm. like it's all big one hive mind, like uh, the Borg. Like we are the Borg. They don't even have the Borg queen running things. I mean, I would, I would, I would give them some if they had her, because she was, she was pretty, she was pretty smooth. She was just evil, but she was pretty smooth. But yeah, the Borg, but one cell. How about that? The Borg, one cell. That's they have a collective mindset, and collectively they cannot be threatened. They can't yeah. be. They cannot be threatened, and they will lash out with some of the most absurd and illogical, and sometimes it's just pathetically funny. Like, where do they come? Where do they come up with it? Where do they like? You know, your yeah, boy Cancun Cruz trotting out the book "Anti-Racist Baby" during <laughs> during the confirmation hearings. What is the? Oh my god! I just they'll yeah. trot out. Just, yeah, and, and it's like oh. you know, Ted, you can't just be a dude and say, you know what? I want to run track against women and be like, oh, now I'm a woman. That's that's there's a slightly longer process for that to. For you to be allowed to compete with women than just I want to be a woman. I'm a woman now, and then you get to do that. Like right? the ignorance is astounding. That is a long and extremely emotionally difficult process. For a man and, that graduated in the top one percent of his class. No. He sure I don't, isn't I don't, showing it. I don't believe that for a second. Like but you can no. be book smart and still not know a damn thing. So Yeah, he's he's a prime example. Because that that whole process is that's a that's a different story. But there's like you said, far more to it than that. Yep. Trust me, it's just it's just not people running around willy nilly talking about some. I don't want to be this. I want to be that. No, come on now. Yeah. Mm. I, mm-hmm. So I guess the point of all of the ranting that we've done today mm. is there are a certain group of people that will do anything, say anything, regardless of how much they know that it's bullcrap to not lose their power. Mm-hmm. They are they are Grand Moff Tarkin on the Death Star. Oh Princess gosh. Leia is, you know, over there telling them the more they tighten their grip, the more systems will slip through their fingers. And... My only hope is is that, you know, perhaps Gen Z is Luke flying that X-Wing and someone's going to come up to these racist buttholes and be like, sure, we should evacuate. And he'll be like, evacuate in our moment of triumph. <laughs> Until Luke finds the one weak spot in the half-finished Death Star. <laughs> That's right. Oh, indeed. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm with you. I hope. I hope for it. I hope for it. It's sort of like shooting for the moon and landing amongst the stars. Maybe we can think of it that way. Yeah, yeah. We can Maybe we think of it that way. Yeah, you know, hopefully we're just in the messy state of the room before it gets clean. Yep. Because right now, whew, I, mm, 
I really, I really, I really want to be one of those people that goes hide and that goes and hides up under a rock for a while because I'm just tired of hearing it and seeing it. And just and it's a little bit more than just turning off the news, really. When I know. You see, when you see it like up and down, like social media, like I, I, I really have to hermitize to get away from it. Yeah, and every day you mm. post your your good thought that you always post, you know, your uplifting statement things that I you try. always post. I try. It's 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 just as much medicine for me as it is for anybody else that yeah. happens to read them. So That's why I post so many memes because I figure if somebody scrolling through can see something that makes them laugh, then mm-hmm. just for that brief second, their day was a little better. Hopefully so. Yeah. And that, that's the goal, at least for us. Yeah, yeah. So... Somewhere in there, we're just trying to make sense of it all, too, as we go along. And yeah, sometimes there's no there's no sense to be made. That's all sadly true. Sadly true. And with that, Mm. I'd like to tell our listening friends that we love you. We appreciate you. If you could go on whatever podcast platform you use and give us a thumbs up, five stars. Like us, a positive review. If you don't believe it, just be a Republican and lie about it and say that we're awesome. Just for that brief second, we're giving you one time to gaslight other podcast listeners when they go up to our page. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and let us know how much you don't care by saying, I don't care. That is utter confirmation. We yeah. appreciate it. Right. And tell your friends how much you don't care. <laughs> That's right. And then tell them to listen to, well, a good solid number to listen to is whatever number of episodes we've currently put out. Which I can tell you off the top. <laughs> and, right. So, you know, if this is episode 22, that needs to be the number of episodes that you listen to to give us a chance to make sure if you like us or don't like us. And keep in mind, um, that's only the number of episodes that we've recorded here for this podcast. We have a handful of bonus episodes, too. So go ahead and throw those in there as well. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Throw a little garnish on that. (laughs) Yeah. So impersonate, you know, if you don't if you don't like us, keep it to yourself. Impersonate a Republican and gaslight the other people that might read those reviews. And if someone comes back and asks you, did you listen to this podcast? Just say you don't recall. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, listening friends, thanks for hanging out with us again. <laughs> we hope you guys enjoy listening as much as we enjoy doing this and we're having a fun we're having fun with it no matter what. But if you're yep. here listening with us, we appreciate you. We, we encourage do. you to stick around. We definitely so. do. And with that, We'll, uh, I guess, catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye. As always, thank you for listening to our podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review, hit that like button, and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Your feedback is valuable, and we welcome it. If you would like to contact, connect with, or just want to see what we talk about between episodes, you can find us on Facebook under our podcast name, on Instagram at K-A-Y-A-N-D-J-A-Y-S-T-W, our website, podpage.com, slash Kenyatta-Jack-Save-The-World, 
or email at k.j.savetheworld at gmail.com. If you would like to learn about and contribute to our chosen charities, you can do so at Service Dog Project at servicedogproject.org and Black Women's Health Initiative at bwhi.org. Kenyatta and Jack Save the World is a product of Hyper Focus Podcasts.